are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hey! All right. Hour two of the show off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Go with the home team. In this hour, looking ahead to games, maybe a prediction or two. We've already had a little bit of that just by virtue of our conversation. Questions and opinions make us take a look at the games that are coming up. State and Arkansas, you got Alabama, Tennessee. Hadn't mentioned it yet, Ole Miss and Auburn this weekend. But there's a bunch of interesting games and plenty of time in hour two to, to get into some of that. Your phone calls, your texts, hope you'll be a part of the show. Really do appreciate you tuning in, however, wherever. And we'll give you that info. You can comment on the Murray West live thread. If you're watching there, just type it in. Pops up right here. We can make it a part of the show. Uh, you can call or text. Text me on the country, please, and text line. On the phone line, it's 995-1059 if you want to get a call in on the Divinity phone where, like, for example, Rooster has been hanging on for a long time. Appreciate you doing that, Rooster. Thanks for calling. What's up? Yep. Happy Halloween. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Are you going to go trick-or-treating? What you dressing up as? No, no, I'll pass out candy. I will venture out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> roll with it. Oh, boy. I uh, kind of chagrined, I guess. You said you would be a Arkansas fan if not for Miss. I got okay, you know what? What happened to Ole Miss? What happened to your home state? Yeah, home state. I just couldn't. And the do homecoming that. queen. Well, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to pull for Ole Miss either. Yeah, but my, they're here. I yeah. mean, Oxford's right up the road from Tupelo. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, no, I don't either. I kind of feel like I don't really fit in there very well. <laughs> no, I, you know, I got to pull for them. I pull for state first, but it's only a second. Have to. Well, what do you think it's about like against Auburn? Spend more money in Oxford. Now, now know, look, now, now look, hold on, Rooster. I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt because you waited a long time, but I just want to say this. I'm about to ask you about the Ole Miss and Auburn game, and don't, don't use it as a chance to go on a Hugh Freeze rant. No, I won't. <laughs> no. So, what do you think about the game? Uh, Ole Miss by twenty-one. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see it. I could definitely see it because I don't think they're, Auburn. They're can more score. than a touchdown favorite. Ole Miss by twenty-one. All right. They're going to rip and romp. And that's the you know the O five you know back to Salem and Arkansas. That's not a must game. It almost is. There'll be six losses. Yeah. But uh, the bad thing for them was last year when they lost to Liberty, you know. You don't want to go to Missouri last game of the season having to win that game, obviously. Well, they're going to host them this year. They actually finished, like yeah. I was saying. They, well, yeah, they host them. But they lost up there last year. That's so right. You don't, want to, you don't want to lose that or go into that last game, uh, you know, five and six. You sure don't. No, you don't. Of course, they won their bowl game. But they're not going to fire him. Even if they go five and seven, they won't fire him. No right. way. Right. That's a motivational speech that have to win. Okay. But State doesn't have to win that game either. But State's got to win Auburn, no question. State has to win that game. I mean, they've got Southern Mississippi and Kentucky. That's six. They don't have to win Arkansas. But they got to win Auburn, clearly. Hey. Ole Miss doesn't have to win Auburn. It will be rip and romp. Okay. 42-21. 42-21. Okay. 
Yeah, 42-21. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I could see it. And yeah, and again, I don't like those guys either. But when, you know, you got to be loyal to your home state. And I guess it's not whole best and i got to pull for Southern. Well, I sure would. No, no, no. Here's Arkansas. what I would say about it. To me, to me, if so, like the the deal is this hypothetical weird thing we were doing, where if somebody said, "Okay, Matt, you can no longer root for Mississippi State anymore. You got to pick another team." I said that I would probably it either for me would either be Arkansas or LSU, and that's based on my interaction with the people and stuff. Now that yeah. in my head, in my head, and I didn't say this out loud, but in that in my head, I was thinking, okay, you're you're moving there also. Why? It wasn't a deal of I. If I was going to stay in Mississippi, I don't know. I still don't know if I would do it. <laughs> well, you're from Alabama, but boy, there's no way I'd ever pull for Auburn. They're the reason we can't ring the cowbells. That's Shug Jordan. I, I was it. there. I wrote I the column. Yeah, the cowbells. That was Auburn. Shug yeah. Jordan. Well, we get a little satisfaction then, in that he didn't get what he wanted. Ultimately, ultimately, well, he kind of did. <laughs> you know. At that time, yeah, that's true. That's true. I had to fight back in. Yeah, but anyway, you know, I uh, I believe that the game the state has to win is at Auburn. Okay. Not sad. I, mean, I don't want to lose to Arkansas, but you lose a game to Arkansas, then you lose to Auburn. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's definitely five and seven best. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. No question. <laughs> but neither one has to win Saturday because they haven't lost a six game. Okay. <laughs> Arkansas is in trouble. Though. Yeah, they, you're, I, I see what you're saying. My prediction, my prediction, the 05 start was Auburn, not Arkansas. Okay. So we're close. Got to get Ole Miss a victory and Mississippi State a victory. And that's 05 for Hugh Freeze right. in the SEC. Yeah. See, I knew. I knew it was. That's part of it for you is you really want to see him go. 0-5 in the SEC. I knew that's what it was coming down to. I want to see him go 0-8. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Happy Halloween. Have yeah. a good weekend. Right. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. Um, so we were looking at this. State's next two are Arkansas and Auburn. State was is 7 for its last 10 versus Arkansas. And they are 5 of their last 10 against Auburn. So, again, last 10 against Arkansas, State's won seven, Arkansas's won three. Look at the last 10 matchups between State and Auburn, it's five and five. Um, one thing about, you know, the Auburn and Mississippi State deal, over the last 10 years, it's been a twofer. Everybody won two in a row. State won two in a row in 14 and 15. They won two in a row in 16 and 17. State won one in 18, but then they came back, won two in a row in 19 and 20. Um, States won, I I think I counted this up wrong. States won two in a row, 21 and 22 last year. See, that's what I'm saying. Two, they, we won two, they won two, they won two, we won two. So I got it off a little bit. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. That's right. One, no, one, two, three, four. Yeah, five and five. Got it right. Sorry. Had to recount it there for just a minute. So, looking ahead, 
maybe a prediction or two. Here you go. In the SEC this weekend, uh, the 11 a.m. game is State at Arkansas to be on ESPN. Arkansas is a touchdown favorite in the ballgame. I've told you they've got the advantage. They're a little bit more healthy than State is. Now, State is coming off an open date. That accounts for something, but you do have to then go on the road. Um, State's going to have to play over its head to get a win on the road. and They're as desperate or more so than we are. And uh, I just think I think Arkansas has been a little bit better of a football team throughout the year. I would think the advantage goes to Arkansas. You know, you're going to have to hope that they mess it up, turn it over, and you're going to have to have a great day on offense to win it. Is it possible? Sure. Is it likely? Probably not. You know, they're going to be over 50% chance of this thing. Tennessee, Alabama. I like Alabama. We talked about that a little bit ago. Uh, Missouri is hosting South Carolina. And, you know, both those teams, th- there's something about each of them that something weird's going to happen at some point. Missouri is ranked 20th. They're 6-1. and one. They are at home. In comes South Carolina. They're only 2-4. and four. They're on the road. To me, it just has the feeling of one of those games that you look up and go, wow, did you see what happened out there? You know, and you go, Spencer Rattler threw five touchdowns and beat them or something. You know, I, I could, could absolutely see that happening. What you don't see is South Carolina's defense stopping Missouri at all, but uh, I, don't, I don't know really how to call that one. I think maybe it's closer than you might think with a 6-1 and one ranked team versus a 2-4 and four unranked team. I kind of feel like Rooster does. I feel like Ole Miss has a big advantage in that game at Auburn. It's Saturday night at 6 o'clock, and, um, you know, Auburn just – I don't see Auburn going up and down the field. You know, if they have success running the ball, they stay on the field some, sure, and it shortens the game for Ole Miss, but – I just don't see a way that that Auburn team can keep Ole Miss off the scoreboard for a full 60 minutes. And, and at some point, you just feel like Ole Miss is going to be able to stretch it out on them. And then Army and LSU is 6.30 on the SEC Network Saturday night. It's in Baton Rouge. Army at LSU. What is Army? They are 2-4 and four this year. So a non-conference deal uh, there for, for LSU. Outside of the SEC at 11 a.m. Saturday on Fox, a huge top 10 game. It's at Ohio State. It, again, I keep saying it. You want to see what a broadcast is supposed to look like for college football, watch it. It's Penn State at Ohio State, 11 a.m. on Fox. Big deal. Big game. Should be a lot of fun. 11 a.m. on ABC is UCF at Oklahoma. Oklahoma 6-0. and uh, 11 a.m. on CBS, 22nd-ranked Air Force is at Navy. That'd be fun to watch, right? Air Force and Navy. Wish I could watch it. Won't be able to be playing football. Uh, 2.30 on ABC. Washington State, they are not ranked anymore after losing to Arizona. They go to Oregon, who's uh, coming off their loss to Washington. At 2.30 on ESPN2, 23rd ranked Tulane's hosting North Texas. 2.30 on NBC, 24th ranked Iowa hosting Minnesota. 3 o'clock on Fox, that'll be right after the Penn State-Ohio State game. It'll be 8th-ranked Texas at Houston. At 5.30, you get North Carolina versus Virginia. Uh, 6.30 on NBC, it'll be 2nd-ranked Michigan at unranked Michigan State. Uh, 6.30 on ABC. 16th-ranked Duke at 4th-ranked Florida State. There you go, tune that one in Saturday night if you want to watch a good ACC-ranked matchup. 7 o'clock p.m. on Fox. 14th-ranked Utah at 18th-ranked USC Trojans. 
9.30 late Saturday night on FS1. It's Arizona State at 5th-ranked Washington, who's 6-0. and And then 9.30 on ESPN Saturday night, you get 25th-ranked UCLA at Stanford, who is unranked. They are 2-4 and four now by virtue of beating Colorado uh, this past weekend. <clears throat> and uh, speaking of, who does Colorado play? Nobody. They're off this weekend. All right, so they get a much-needed open day. With that said, I would like to now non-sequitur. That means I don't have a segue. I don't have a smooth way to segue into the fact that my lovely wife, the homecoming queen, is here. Hello. 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 Do I have this on right? You have it on. It's on. You sounded sounded a little bit like that comedian. He would always tap the mic and go, is this thing on? Is this thing on? He'd tell a joke. Nobody laughs. He'd make sure his mic's on. (laughs) Sometimes your levels are higher in my Mm-hmm. Headphones, I can't ever tell. Hey, Beaver. Hey, Annabeth. Well, this is something for both of y'all. Okay. Beaver and Homecoming McQueen, everybody else, a little office trivia for you on this Thursday. <laughs> You're all about the office this week. Hey, yeah. I don't know what it is. But here we go. On this day, October the 19th, 2006. Mm-hmm. The don't y'all don't look it up. I'm I'm not. I'm you're so slow. Like say All it. All right, come out with it. Come on, I want to hear out. the song. Okay. All right, the fifth episode of season three of The Office aired. The fifth episode of season three of The Office aired. It uh, is an episode that included this. Storyline going on right here. I wake up every morning in a bed that's too small, drive my daughter to a school that's too expensive, and then I go to work to a job for which I get paid too little. But on pretzel day, <laughs> well, I like pretzel day. That's, yeah, that's funny. Can either of you remember anything else that were the major storylines in that particular episode uh-huh. that aired on this day back in 2006, October the 19th, uh, episode five of season three? Beside the Besides it being pretzel day? Besides being pretzel day. Um, and Beaver, if you got it, just jump right in there. This wasn't the day they gave blood, was it? That was a different one. That was a different one. When they set it up in the... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Gosh, Matt. Um, pretzel day. I'm going to give you... I'm going to say one line. Beaver, do you need a hint? Yeah, I do. Okay. I'm you, gonna. You know, you've actually asked me this before, and... <laughs> Well, you but should we, know we that, never Beaver. Got, well, no, because we never established the answer. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> this hint is probably going to be a dead giveaway, but I'm going to give you one line from this episode. You ready? Here it is. Ryan, Ryan, get in the casket. Oh, yeah. When Re- Dwight, they went on a sales call. <laughs> yeah. Fear. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> the, na- the name of the episode that aired on this day in 06 was Initiation. Yeah. That was he said he that. really wanted to be good friends with Ryan because he and Jim never really bonded. And right. He set all this stuff up at his farm and all that. <laughs> yeah. So, right. Ryan's going to get to go as a temp. He's going to get to go on the real sales call with yeah. Dwight. But Dwight takes him out. First thing he has him doing is shoveling manure out in a beet, beet farm. field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and he, he's going to initiate him, and he takes him. Here's what it says. Um, he plans to go on the first sales call. Uh, Dwight snaps at him because they're hazing him or whatever, and it says, 
after Dwight tries to force Ryan to wrestle his cousin Moe's. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> My cousin Moe's. Ryan get ang- gets angry, walks out. But you also had, that was the day, that Jan, the boss, told Pam, the receptionist, to keep an to eye keep, on Michael. Yeah, to write, to, to write down everything he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much just pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> And she why, was having to make stuff up. Wait, why did you think of this? This this episode ran this, on this day? Yeah, so it ran? On, okay. on this day, October 19th, 2006. So how many years is that? How many years are we talking about? It's been about? a minute. Six, ten, seven, eight, I nine, can't do ten, addition. Yeah. One, two, three. I can't do subtraction. Oh, that's 17 years ago. Wow. Do you? Gosh, we're so old. <laughs> that episode originally aired 17 years ago. Um, Yikes. And then at the st- in that same episode, the Stamford branch, you got Karen and Jim. Remember, oh, yeah. Jim was yeah. there, yeah. and they he swapped his chair for hers because it was squeaking, and then he eventually gives it to Andy. All that stuff's going on in the same uh, episode. It's hard really. to remember all of those different things going on simultaneously. Oh, it is. You know, but when I saw that recently, I went, okay, I don't know how I got into it. Maybe I just saw the episode on replay, and I thought, wow, I didn't realize that all of that was in the... I didn't realize Pretzel Day was the same thing as Dwight trying to initiate the salesman. I, I think next time you go and you're in the studio with Beaver, y'all should do a Pretzel Day. Actually have the pretzels? Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be great. I love those things. But I, think, I, I never have gotten them with all these other kind of toppings like they have. Well, maybe it's good. I don't know. Y'all could have a pretzel day. Yeah, we really could. You and Beaver could be in charge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was another show. Let's see if I can remember it um, that I was going to. Um, oh, yeah. 1990. Uh, y- do y'all remember what you were watching on TV back in 1990? Anybody got a clue? Kinds of things that were popular back in 1990. I'll tell you what I was doing in 1990. I was, one, becoming interested in SEC football. There you go. I was in the eighth grade in 1990. Okay. And prior to that, all I had done is play baseball and basketball. And I, I thought Michael Jordan was everything right up there with Dale Murphy and the Atlanta Braves, right? Of course, I guess Murphy wasn't with the Braves in 90. But, you know, you get my point. And then I discovered this thing called football and thought it was the best thing I'd, you know, I'd ever come across. So that was going on. And we moved that particular year, too. That was a tough thing. But this show was on. The 100th episode of this show aired on this day in 1990. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to... Is that Give Me a Break? Oh, it's really close. No. What is that? Perfect Strangers. Oh, yeah. What was the guy's name? Be- what was, Beaver, what Beaver, was what name? was the character? Uh, Balky Bartakamoose. Balky. I was going to say Bowie. Balky. He was so funny. That was a funny show. <laughs> that is the most hopeful theme song ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was really long. They had a long intro. Okay. <laughs> and so, like, the whole intro, you had these two guys. One from, like, the big city in California, and he's moving to Chicago. And then you had Balky, who's, like, some, you know, he's an immigrant from, from some other land who comes across, He, you know. And they become best friends. They, right, and they wind up roommates. Yeah, whatever. that was a great show. I thought those actors were good. I thought they were It was a good funny. show. Yeah, it was. Why, it's, we have an issue. Uh-oh. What happened? We have an issue now. What I do? I've, I've just, 
Annabeth just completely poo-pooed that theme song. Like I did? I thought it was sweet. Yeah. He turned it up, and you said, okay, okay as okay. if to say, let's skip past that. Well, I mean, She Beaver, does not like your music. You know, Hope Beaver, song. He, he will let the whole thing play. I mean, it would be, <laughs> it would just go on and on. But I do love it, Beaver. It is so happy. I've forgotten it. Yeah, I, you know, it's um, one of the, I hadn't seen an episode. Why did it sound it, like, I, give me a break to me? Did it, it kind, kind of the beginning, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a little bit. I liked that that show. It too. was very much, you know, in the in the vein of all the other eighties, nineties yeah, TV there shows go. that were out there. But uh, I'm sorry, Beaver. I hope that Matt will play it for you later in the show when I'm gone. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> if you could see Annabeth when it's she's like, in here, anytime we start playing any soundbite, if it goes past about five seconds, she starts giving me the wrap up sign. What is that about you? Why you do that? I just feel you like just, you. I, I, I just feel like you need to get the information out there and let people hear it and wrap it up and move on. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of how my brain operates. <laughs> I've heard it. I've gotten it. And yeah. let's go. You just, you don't want to hear the whole thing. Just keep going. You just, you are so uh, in tune with the attention span of the audience. Of your attention span. <laughs> no, it's the audience. No, maybe your attention span is what I'm thinking of. You might forget what's next if you don't wrap up that music and move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no more one-minute theme songs on the show. <laughs> well, yeah. 15 seconds max. Do it for Beaver. See, he likes it. Chuck has the answer. He said Annabeth still has the TV news in her blood. It's like, don't drag this out. Get to it. It's your news background. That's I'm, what it is. I might agree with that, Chuck. <laughs> I had a lot of people telling me in my ear, wrap it up. Wrap it up, go. wrap it up. We're going to go into commercial. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Wyatt show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, back with you. Got the whole gang here. It's the final show of the week for me. Uh, tomorrow, travel day, getting up to Arkansas for football this weekend. And uh, the hogs. The hogs. Calling the hogs. What do you think about this calling the hogs thing? I don't know. I mean, you know, our neighbors are big mm. Arkansas fans, and we've got some good friends in Tupelo who are Arkansas fans. Right. Had some family that used to live in Arkansas. This is them. I, I know. It's like it takes too long. It does. It takes it's, a little too it's long. It's like they're winding up too long. Like, wrap it up. <laughs> get it out there. Annie, it's so funny how you get in here and you have such a short fuse with anything that lingers at all. just need it to, I, I feel like you just need to, you know. The you, spoken voice. You just, you got to hear the spoken voice. Okay. You don't want any downtime. We don't want any we don't want any long pauses. No, it's awkward. See, it's that's awkward. TV news. They are right. It's, it's, it's awkward. It's your TV news background. You don't have that on TV news. You don't do pauses. I'm Every kind, second must be filled with info. I'm kind of that way, though, in real life. I don't want a lot. I just want it. I don't like a lot of awkward pauses. I want the conversation to keep going. Right. It is true. Yeah. It hey. is true. Like, if, if I, there have been times in our marriage where you will say something and it's, either a statement that is eliciting a response or you're asking a question and I hear it 
It's just that my response is to go, mm, I'm thinking, or I just don't say anything. And then you're like, did you hear me? I know. Did you hear what I said? You kind of mean, well, <laughs> your speed is very Mayberry-ish. What is it's that supposed to be? Kind of slow, kind of, you know, it's not a, it's not mm-hmm. an insult. Mm-hmm. It's just how you, you just are kind of, you move slowly and yeah. think it through. And I don't know what I would compare mine to. It's just fast. Yeah. Not Tasmanian devil fast, but pretty fast. You know what we are? <laughs> pretty fast. You know what we got going on here? Opposites. We, we kind of got a Green Acres thing going on here. Oh my god. Remember gosh. Green Acres? Did you not play that song? <laughs> <laughs> I have it. I was about to put it on the no, soundboard. I do love that show. I always loved that I show. I mean, the, and the theme song was what? Fresh Air. You know, I love Fresh Air. And she uh, wants Times Square. She wants Times Square. Yeah. He says, the chores, as it's, I love doing And she's like, the stores. Yeah. Well, maybe we do. He said, you are my wife. And she said, goodbye, city life. But she liked city life. <laughs> she did. He liked the slow life in the country. And you saw who won on that show. And they lived happily ever after. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, did you already talk about Ole Miss? I didn't listen to y'all's first hour. Well, we, we ran down the games. And, I you know, know who's going to play usually do that, yeah. We all kind of feel like Ole Miss has a big advantage in the game. Auburn's offense is really not very good right now. But it is at Auburn. Um, so, for whatever that's worth. You know what, though? I will Ole say Miss this. Ole Miss and Hugh Freeze. First time back with old Hugh Freeze. I will say this. And I think we're going to see it with Arkansas on Saturday. Them, historically, not so much what I'm going to say here. But that is, you know, to their credit, Auburn, even when their team is not good, they will sell every ticket to every home game. They don't, Auburn does not have the deal where, you know, their team starts the season two and five, oh, and three in the SEC, and they just don't show up for a game. They don't have good or bad, but, but even when they're just, they're not fair weather fans. They're not fair weather. They don't have big swaths of chunks of their stadium without people in it. Hmm. And so, you know, um, it's yeah. really the truth. And and so, like, they're not off to a good start. You know, Ole Miss favored there. I guarantee you most of their fans, they kind of know what's coming. They've watched their offense and know kind of what's coming. Now, they do have the advantage as first-year coach, and so there's some excitement. But Auburn's sitting there 3-3, three and three, and they are 0-3 in the SEC. But they will have every seat full for that 6 p.m. game. Well, And not every place can say that. Arkansas is you like going to arkansas you've said it before yeah i love it up there i just, i love seeing it the ozarks northwest arkansas i love it up there now when you go to fayetteville like the team is staying north of fayetteville and not far just a few miles north of it but you you're just about in missouri like when you stay there you're not far from branson missouri like you're you're way up there are you trying to Talk me into thinking Missouri is in the south. <laughs> well, I but didn't. Just because it's so close to Arkansas? I was not thinking that. Arkansas is about as far north. Yeah. It's on there. up there. Well, yeah. and it used to be, you know, and then we got Missouri. I know. And the league, Missouri is actually pretty good this year. They're six and one. I don't care. Don't care. I don't follow Missouri anything. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Piggly Wiggly Lee texts the show and said, Quote, you're kind of slow. 
from a woman, not an insult. Oh, goodness. He goes, quote, you look beautiful today from a man. Definitely an insult insinuating they don't look beautiful every day. Every day? <laughs> hey, you look beautiful today. <laughs> well, when I did say you, you do, it's not that you process things slowly. You just think them through <laughs> yeah. before you speak. And I tend to speak a little more quickly. Oh, it's coming out. It's coming yeah, out. I just, and that's probably not good, but it just is what it is. <laughs> I mean, it just. <laughs> if you, here's your thing. If it sparks and you think it, it goes boom out yeah, the front. Just, it's yeah. like, it's it's out there. Not, it's probably not the best. <laughs> we could probably all be good at be on Mayberry speed sometimes. Hey, what I would say to that, though, Annie, is on the flip side of that coin, yeah. it is a really, really good thing that I don't say everything I'm thinking all the time. <laughs> Why? Why is that, good, The fact that the Lord put a gate in my head that stops a lot of the thoughts before they come verbal is a really it's probably really good really good thing i want to read this to you here uh the ncaa is investigating again oh. the number two michigan wolver you thought i was gonna say old miss didn't you oh, i was hoping not <laughs> <laughs> the ncaa is investigating again the number two michigan wolverines football program amid allegations of sign stealing sign like road signs? <laughs> no, oh. I knew, but I paused because I was hoping you would say that. You mean the, the coaches hey, calling signs and they're stealing them from I the said, sidelines? When I said sign stealing, you immediately thought of the movie Funny Farm, didn't you? Yeah, where those <laughs> boys still the, to still the, <laughs> two, the two boys sawed down yeah. the... the uh, Wait, does this still really go on? This well, from the field, from the sidelines? Don't they have a microphone in their head headset in their... um? Yeah. No. Helmet now? They don't. No. No. College no. players don't have the radio in their helmet right okay. now. Okay. But they might one they day. They might one day. Uh, look at this. Sign stealing. So it, it must go beyond just the typical, like, Who is this? Michigan? Deal where, Michigan. Where, like, if I'm on the sideline, okay, and let's say I'm the backup quarterback and I signal in plays to our offense. Well, when the offense is not out there, I may have times where I'm on the sideline, I'm not a part of the huddle that I may be able to pick up their signs. But it sounds like this is a deal where Michigan has taken it further, and now they're being uh, investigated. Like you think Michigan has somebody on their sidelines dedicated to doing this every game? I'm going to bet it's somebody somewhere else in the stadium. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yep. Probably cameras and or binoculars, something like that. Uh, it says at the University of Michigan, we are committed to the highest ethical and, and integrity standards for all members oh of our community. Goodness. Notified by the NCAA yesterday, uh, Big Ten Conference considers the integrity of competition uh, to be of utmost importance. There's a statement from them. The NCAA does not have rules specifically against stealing signs, but does prohibit in-person advanced scouting of opponents and also has bylaws prohibiting unsportsmanlike activities. So they're sending people to watch the opponents and get the... Somehow. Oh, right. Really? And it's, yes, it must be something. Like I said, you know, in person. You think somebody has it on video? Advanced scouting. I've got it on video. They got a camera zooming in, slowing it down, or some sort of high resolution thing. Like, I don't know. So, like, in other words, if anyone goes to a football game this weekend, they need to be watching who they're sitting <laughs> next to. Well, I'm just going to say this. 
We um, ran in, into a deal several, and I think it came from an Ole Miss Alabama game several years ago in Tuscaloosa, Annie, when it showed the Alabama coaches booth on television, like they put a camera on it real quick. Mm-hmm. And in the coaches booth was about 15 people and the regular assistant coaches and about seven or eight others with binoculars all looking at the field. Oh my gosh. And, and red flags started going up like Ole Miss fans were watching at home and others and they were going, wait, wait, wait a minute. I don't even remember this. First of all, don't you have rules with how many people can be, you know, coaching and they're all sitting there. What are they looking for in these binoculars? What are they, could they possibly be watching for? <laughs> and that was several years ago. Now, Michigan fans online are saying this. We are finally good, and here's how you know we are finally good at number two, and we're really recruiting well. Because of all this criticism? Yep, because now they're looking for anything possible to slow us down. So mm. that's what Michigan fans are saying. Well, I don't, I don't even care about Michigan <laughs> Are they even so they're really good this year? Yeah, really good. I really? mean, yeah, and loaded with in a future NFL players. Well, how and, long is this investigation going to last? Well, see, that's the thing, Annie. All of them are going to be gone. I mean, at that I point, mean, it's not going to matter. There's strong rumors that Jim Harbaugh, he's probably bouncing to the NFL after this year anyway to coach. He didn't want to do the NIL pay the players deal, whether he says he does or not. And all these players are going to be gone by the time anything comes of it anyhow. <laughs> hey, well, I do think it's interesting to hear about something like this instead of NIL. It's interesting to have another subject. <laughs> yeah. A new controversy A is new welcome. Controversy. Yeah. That's it. Annie, it's good to see you. It's good to hear you. Thanks for radio. letting me stop by. Bye, Beaver. Bye, Annabeth. We come back. We'll wrap things up the right way here in the week. Bible questions with Terry Fant from Hickory Ridge Baptist Church in Florence. That's coming up. Stick around. Do you crave your sport? It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Man Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. Um. All right. Back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Foreign Bureau Insurance Studio. Appreciate Annabeth stopping by a little bit uh, ago for a little while. Brad commented on the country pleasing text line. He said, so one of you has a filter and the other doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how that works. <laughs> and it's best. You know, we compliment each other very well. Not always. Sometimes. Most times. <laughs> um, Tyga says, Matt, when you were growing up, what team did you root for? Yeah, I really didn't have one. I, I, was, a, I was one of the weirdest people you'll ever find, I guess, in the state of Alabama, and that is growing up as a kid, get all the way to about 13, 14 years old and and don't really have a college football team that you call yours. You know, we it was Atlanta Braves, Chicago Bulls, and that's it until I played football in the eighth grade and then started realizing I loved it. And then I sort of watched every game that came on. Um, but I didn't I didn't pick a team and I you know I didn't grow up in a house where we were going to games on a campus every Saturday and tailgating and stuff. That just wasn't us. We did watch them, but we listened to them more than we did anything else. We listened to them on the radio because we went hunting and fishing on Saturdays. And frankly, my dad was a pastor. We were in church on Sundays. And there would have, I'm just telling you like it is. Uh, even if we'd have been the biggest Alabama or 
Auburn fans in the world, there would have been no such thing as going to games on Saturday and it interrupting our ability to get to church on Sunday. That's just that's the way mom and dad approached it. Um, and with that, brought up in church. But just because that's the case doesn't mean I know everything about it. <laughs> been going to church my whole life. Been reading the Bible, probably not as much as I should, but reading it a lot more than maybe somebody else. And I still don't know everything that's in there. And if you're like me, which you are, then let's enjoy this, rounding out the week the right way. Maybe getting some Bible questions answered with our friend Terry Fant. He is the pastor at Hickory Ridge Baptist Church in Florence, Mississippi. And he's on your radio right now. Terry, hope you're doing well, man. How are things going? <clears throat> Matt, I could not be better. That's good. Are you eating banana pudding? Yeah. You eating banana pudding? Uh, uh, I mean, what? No, let's don't let's don't go there. Let's <laughs> go there. I'm, trying, I'm trying to stay positive. <laughs> uh, I'm just picking on you. Whenever I start thinking that things couldn't be better, I start looking. I could use some banana pudding, you know. But yeah, or that's, when you said that, I thought, okay, well, maybe there is that. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Hey, all right, so here's my, I'll start you off. Here's my question today. You on uh, Facebook shared a verse and, uh, and a passage, sort of some thoughts with it, and I wanted to read the verse and then lob a question your way. Uh, the okay. verse that you shared was Nehemiah 4.14. So Old Testament is from the New King James Bible. And here's what the verse said. Nehemiah 4.14. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. It's a strong verse. And so without reading the entire chapter, my first question, Terry, would be, what's sort of the context uh, in and around and, and surrounding that verse in Nehemiah chapter 4? Okay, quickly, Nehemiah has been called of God to go to Jerusalem. It's, it's fallen, if you will, to put it mildly. The people are dispersed. In those days, a city was designated and seen as significant by having a wall to surround, to protect, uh, to even identify a place, a people. That's been torn down. Nehemiah has been tasked of God to go. He's, he's a king's a cupbearer, and he leaves there under the king's authority, God's provision. He goes back to his homeland, Jerusalem, and built, and is tasked with building this wall, rebuilding this wall, and basically bringing God's people back together to being a people again. And there are, what's happening here in chapter 4 is, and just like any work of God, any, any activity of God in our lives or through our lives, there's opposition. Hmm. Okay. And they're threatening to kill them. They're threatening that they're 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 mocking their work. And early in chapter four, they say, "Oh, these people, Jews, they can't build a wall back." And then they so they're attacking their identity. Then they attack their their capability. They say, "Oh, even if they do build a wall, a little fox will walk on it, and that that wall is going to fall down." Hmm. And so you know they're mocking them. And then finally, they've told them that they've sent word that they're going to kill them. They're going to sneak up on them while they're building this wall and kill them. And this is Nehemiah's response in chapter fourteen, uh, chapter four, verse fourteen. Okay. In response to them hearing, "Hey, you're gonna be working on this wall, and they're gonna sneak up on you and kill you." And his response to them is, 
Um, I said it to the leaders. Don't, to be, the rest of the, don't, don't be afraid. Remember yeah. the, the Lord great and awesome and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And, you know, and, and Terry, is it right for somebody like me living in 2023 with everything that's going on in our world now? Is it right and okay to look at it and go, this runs right there parallel with exactly what we, we and especially the folks in Israel now, are living through right now? It does, Matt. And, and we look at culture. And we look at the fact that culture is constantly attacking uh, our children, the family unit, you know, all kinds of what God says is right, culture tries to say is wrong, and there's this great attack going on, and even physically, like you said, in, in Israel and Jerusalem. And yes, he, he's saying, and, and I need to stop here and say that I was a little error there. That wasn't his first response. His first response was to pray. Okay. And I need to I need to say that because back in, in, in verse number uh, early on, he says, we, we made our prayer, verse 9, we made it, We went ahead and prayed, even though they're threatening. And I think it's important for us to notice that prayer precedes action. We as men and people try to act before we pray, mm-hmm. but he prayed before he acted. And the first thing he did was position people in certain places in verse 12 and 13. And then verse 14, he gives them this word of encouragement. Hey, even though you see things unraveling around you, don't be afraid of them. And listen how he says it, man. He says, uh, he doesn't say, remember your training. He doesn't say, remember how smart you are. Don't remember how good you look. Don't remember the accomplishments you've done. He simply says, don't be afraid. Remember the Lord. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So so pray first. And, pray first. And, and next, remember the Lord is what he said. We're talking with Terry Fant from Hickory Ridge Baptist Church. And this was on his Facebook page, a verse from Nehemiah chapter four. We're talking about the context there. You know, as you were saying that, Terry, I couldn't help but think also about, you know, that example of when David uh, killed Goliath and, you know, David's approach was he was sort of incensed as this young guy that anybody would stand around and allow this uh, Philistine to insult the God of Israel, to insult God. And it wasn't, I took it as David didn't walk out there because he was offended himself. It was, he couldn't believe somebody would offend God the way they were talking about him, right? You you know, so he's an example of someone who, in the midst of opposition, the first thing he did was remember the Lord. Yes, sir. Perfect example, Matt, because remember what he said. He said, "Uh, uh, the Lord has already delivered me from the hand of the lion and the bear. Yeah. So he, you're right. He remembered the Lord. Mm-hmm. Remember the Lord. And if you're listening, you want to read that or read that chapter, Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. You know, too often we try and face the difficulties of our days in our own strength, and we we try to remember our training and remember remember how much hard we've tried, and, and, and man, it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. But when we remember the one who breathed out galaxies, you know, the one who said, let there be, and then there was light. Right. You know, good night. How, how, what can we be afraid of? Well, and it, it really, what it does is it challenges our true belief. Like like yes. how true our belief is, I think, sometimes, right? Like if you go, well, God parted the Red Sea. Well, did he or didn't he? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is it? Do you Are you saying he did it, or do you actually believe he did it? Because yeah, big there's, difference. There's a big difference, isn't it? Because when I go, yeah. when I go, even if it doesn't feel 
like I want to. So if I go, I'm going to stand right here and believe every word of it 100%. And the, and the, and the Red Sea parted. Well, then I can more understand how somebody could tell me, hey, in the midst of opposition, remember the Lord, because he parted the Red Sea. Yes. It all starts to come together a little bit. <laughs> you know? I love what you said, man. You tied to the belief. Yeah, I've heard you so, so many times. Yeah. Either you believe it or you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's so true. Well, and I think I challenge myself that way. Well, I say I do, but really it's probably the Holy Spirit challenging me a lot. Yeah. I, I hear that a yeah. lot. Matt, do you believe what you say you believe or don't mm. you? Mm. You know? Mm. If I believe the stove is hot, I ain't touching it. I believe it's hot. I can see it too, you know. But I gotta <laughs> believe right. it. But yeah. It's really in, in your passage there, it's a great reminder that in the midst of opposition, Nehemiah told him, Remember the Lord, great and awesome. Terry, great devotional and lesson in the scripture today, and thanks for answering our questions. As always, I appreciate you. Matt, thank you for having me on. I'm praying you have safe travels to Arkansas tomorrow. I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Terry. Talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Terry Fant. And he has um, a podcast y'all ought to check out, Truth For Today, with Terry Fant. Look that one up. Yeah, it wraps it up for the week. Uh, For me, traveling tomorrow, see y'all on Monday, right back here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show, have a great weekend. We'll see you then, okay? See you.